Hello and welcome to this free hypnosis session. This is jasonnewland.com. My name's Jason Newland. This is going to be a hypnosis session to help you to stop smoking. And I thought as it's the new year, it's 2014, so maybe title it Stop Smoking in 2014 or something similar. And aim it at now, make it specific for now. Because now is the time that you have. We only really know that this is the moment. And also let you know that there may be background sounds, which is fine because I'm not in a recording studio spending thousands of pounds to pr produce this session so there may be background sounds but that's how it can be free and during this session I will ask you to close your eyes of course you don't necessarily have to but I think it's more relaxing when you close your eyes and also because when you take away one of the senses the other senses become enhanced to a degree and because hopefully you're either sitting down in a comfortable chair or maybe lying down on a comfortable bed or flat surface it also means that your other senses aren't really being put to use either. Like your sense of smell. You may be able to smell something. Maybe there's been cooking going on. But that would be different to the way it would be if you were walking through, a, through the streets. Or uh, through a shopping centre or mall. You know, there'd be a lot more senses. Smell senses hopefully you're not eating which means you haven't got the sense of taste unless of course you have just eaten and you've got still got the the taste in your mouth of whatever it was you were having and physically although you got the physical sensations of your body lying down or sitting down There's less of a physical presence than you would have if you were walking or travelling down the street or doing exercise or even just doing physical movement like washing up or things like that. Because being still means there's less physical 
sensation. Which means not only can you focus on how you feel right now, physically, it also means that your auditory, your hearing is enhanced to a point that the words that you hear become a bit a bit more prominent, a bit more potent. A bit more some would say directive, but I guess in some ways the things I say are directing you, but you do have the choice about what you do what you say and how you respond. And the words that I present to you, the ideas that I mention during this free hypnosis session are yours to take and to do with what you wish. to absorb the ideas that contain suggestions which allows changes to occur naturally. But on the same side, even though I'll be talking to your unconscious mind planting suggestions of positivity, uh, focused of course on smoking cessation. I also do want you to consciously know that the reason, one of the reasons why you've decided and continue to live a more healthy, a more non-smoking lifestyle is due to you listening to my voice as well as, as well as your response to the words as well as your response to absorbing the words that I say. So, if you haven't already closed your eyes, then I suggest that you do so, but only if it's safe. And never listen to any of my free hypnosis sessions or any other hypnosis sessions when it's not safe for you to close your eyes. And I wonder I wonder what it's like for you because 
I've been in that experience. I've been in exactly the same place to a degree as you are now. It was December 1999 and I was lying down doing hypnosis so that I would cease to smoke so that I would no longer consider myself a smoker using techniques that I'd learned the year before hoping that I could do this hoping that what I'd learned really did work. So using self-hypnosis techniques, using relaxation techniques, I did stop smoking. And I've been a non-smoker to this day. which is about 14 years. So, from a personal perspective, I kind of know that hypnosis does work and can work profoundly. I mean, sometimes it feels like, I don't know about you, but especially with things like smoking, it's like you consciously don't want to do it anymore. It might even make you physically physically feel ill. It did for me after a while. And you might be coughing and getting more colds than the average person throughout the year because it reduces your immune system and of course it's messing with your lungs and your throat and other parts of your body so you consciously know that you want to stop that you want to be healthy and you're intelligent so there's there's that part of you that thinks or as I did, that how ridiculous is this? You know, I'm smoking, but I don't want to smoke. I know it's unhealthy, but I've been doing it. Yet, I'm an intelligent person. There's no logical reason why I would be doing this. And in that situation, there's only one way we can go. There's only one excuse we can make. I say excuse, I'm looking for a better word, but reason maybe, excuse. But the only, only defense we can ever have when we logically know that what we're doing is harmful to ourselves and also when we know that we don't want to do it anymore. We actually don't want to do it yet we continue to do it. So when you continue to do something that you no longer want to do, then 
we kind of have to put that blame elsewhere. I think on a conscious level, it's just, how can we blame ourselves? It must be an addiction. They're addicted. That way, that's the reason. That must be the reason. And then it gets a little bit easier to justify why we're smoking. It's an addiction. I've got no control. I'm not responsible for that. It's an addiction. It's, and I've heard people say it's like heroin. It's an addiction. Mm, is it like heroin? I don't know. I've never, when I was smoking, if I didn't have any cigarettes, I don't re ever recall breaking into people's houses to steal their property to sell that so I could buy cigarettes. I never mugged anybody so that I could buy cigarettes. Is it an addiction? Or is it a habit? Or is it a lifestyle? Or is it just something that we're used to? It's a comfort. Familiarity is comfortable. Even horrible familiarity. Sometimes people have spent a long time in prison. Want to go back to prison because that's what they're familiar with. Some people stay with the, the partner, a partner uh, in a marriage that is unhealthy with somebody that they don't love because it's comfortable on a level of they're used to it. Familiarity. So smoking is a familiar thing, something that you've become used to. And it's also kind of a lifestyle. A smoker has a different kind of life to a non-smoker. There's certain changes. You know, there, there's routines that are based around cigarettes. Including with smoking bans, having to go outside when you smoke. If you're in a pub, uh, at work, I know in England there's nowhere that you can smoke inside anymore really. In the old days you used to be a smoking room if you worked in a building. Uh, in the pub you could just smoke, in nightclubs you could just smoke, in restaurants there might be a smoking section. Even if you was in a non-smoking section the smoke would still drift. So I don't know quite how that worked, but 
so there is a difference and I think in some ways that has been problematic to non to, to smokers because there's that inequality and I think there's that natural psychological reaction when somebody's told you can't do something or you're not the same with us as us because of what you do the idea that you'll just do it more do more of it I'll show them I'll continue smoking I'll show them even if I do have to stand outside in the snow I'll start I'll continue smoking well apart from the fact you've got more chance of getting ill doing that I know I did a few times So how much of it is really out of your control, realistically? Because, I'll put it to you, it's just an idea, that if you choose you're now going to live the rest of your life without cigarettes you can if you choose to live the rest of the week without cigarettes you can if you choose to I suppose in a sense you could break that sentence up if you choose to live you can so it really is a case of uh, I don't mean to be too dramatic but I think maybe it's needed in these situations if you're in a car and you're driving at 60 miles an hour towards a wall, a brick wall, you can see the brick walls there. If you don't slow the car down and stop the car before you hit the wall, then why didn't you? And isn't that the same as smoking? Because unfortunately with smoking and I think it's I don't think it's really even questioned now the health problems caused by long-term cigarettes are as a factual issue and it really is a case of either you quit cigarettes 
or one day they will quit you. One day there will come a time when you can't smoke, when they reject you. And the only reason that cigarettes ever reject a person is because the person is too ill to smoke. Because the person is dying or unable to smoke. And you know, sometimes I think about these sessions, you know, doing a... Um, a stop smoking session and I've done a lot of studying about hypnosis and you know that the standard stop smoking session would be just to tell you that you're going to be a non-smoker and to keep adding those suggestions and the idea is if you pay enough money to me and the more money you pay the more chance you're not going to smoke anymore because you're not going to want to fail because you've paid all that money. Well, I guess I'm doing it a different way because I'm not asking for any money. You're not paying for this. This is just something that I'm doing because I want to help. So in the same spirit, you can also make that commitment. I've made a commitment to help you for the rest of my life. As long as I'm able to make these hypnosis sessions, that's what I aim to do. I've been providing this free hypnosis service for eight years and I wish to continue as long as I can. So maybe your commitment to me, if you choose, is to stick to it, to have trust in me, to believe both in me and in you, to know that I do have your interest. I do wish you well. And I do hope that if stopping smoking is what you need, then that's what you do. Because to do what you need is, I guess, quite an important thing, generally in life. If you're dirty, then you need to wash. If you're hungry, you need to eat. If you need to breathe, then maybe you don't smoke. So that could be a question you could ask yourself. Are your lungs important to you? Are they, are they important? I don't mean that in a condescending way because we both know they are, but, but I don't think it's something we ask ourselves. I know that sometimes the the rubbish that I put into my body, the, you know, chocolate and fizzy drinks, and I completely ignore the fact that my body is a machine that needs to be fed proper nutrition and fuel, and I expect it to work normally when I'm not putting in perhaps the right 
kind of nutrition. In the same way, your lungs, if you don't give it enough of the right type of oxygen, with the right combination of oxygen, then they're not going to work correctly. And by breathing in smoke, any kind of smoke is going to be harmful. If you were in a house fire, the first thing the ambulance would check for, once obviously made sure that you're okay and not burnt, is smoke. They'd put you on oxygen. Even if you told them you're okay, they would put you on oxygen to make sure that they could even out the oxygen levels in your blood and in your lungs. And isn't it ironic that we purposely breathe in chemicals, dangerous chemicals? into our body purposely yet if there was a house fire you wouldn't stand by breathing in the fumes you wouldn't stick your head in the window so you could breathe in the smoke it's unusual isn't it some of the behaviour that we have as humans all of us, not not just you, me as well. I mean, we're all all the same in that aspect. We have different behaviours that might seem a bit strange. But why, why do I do that? But with the smoking, you know, for me when I stopped, it felt like a relief. It really did feel like I just, I've been walking for miles with this big heavy backpack on my back. My shoulders were aching, my back was aching, my neck was aching, my legs were aching, I was tired. And then I just got to where I was going, I thought, no more unclip the bag and just let the bag drop to the floor releasing the tension in my neck and my shoulders and my back my legs my whole body felt relaxed my mind too felt relaxed because I just let go I just decided just that's it no more just let it go. Trying to carry this thing around. When actually you don't need to. You're not a puppet. No one's controlling you. To put that cigarette into your mouth and light it. No one's controlling you to breathe in the, the toxic chemicals. 
no one's controlling you to walk up to the supermarket or off license or shop counter and purchase those really expensive chemical sticks. Yeah, it seems to be a human way to kind of need to blame and need to blame others or circumstances. It seems to be a case of, well, I have to blame something. If I don't blame that, then I have to blame me. If you, if you changed your thinking where the alternative to blaming that isn't blaming you, the alternative to blaming anything is to just take control and not need, no longer need to blame anything or anyone for anything. But the, to take the responsibility yourself. But without blaming. Stop playing the blame game. I know us, us humans love to blame. Love to condemn. Love to point the finger. Where does that get us? Other than conflict, whether outer conflict interrelationship conflict or inner personal conflict. Maybe conflict between a conscious and unconscious mind, which I think is possibly the route towards a lot of behaviours and habits, phobias, things that you don't want to do on one level, but on another level you seem to just go ahead and do it anyway. Yet you know that maybe it's time to just think about things differently, to just realise that you don't want that anymore, that you don't need that anymore, that you deserve more you deserve to give yourself and allow yourself more. More pleasure, more comfort, more health. And you know, ultimately, if you stop smoking, there's a really, really good chance that you allow yourself to have more life. To live longer, to live healthier, which means you can help more people do more things, have more enjoyment, experience more love.
And I hope you don't think I'm being too soppy with this. You might think, what's love got to do with stop smoking? Well, everything is connected. You're a human being. You're talking ultimately about feelings, emotions, needs. Because there's a need inside you that's not being fulfilled. That you've been using cigarettes for. So maybe instead of doing it the other way around where you would think of something that you need and swap it. Swap it with the cigarettes. Change the cigarettes for a different thing. Maybe by removing the cigarettes, it opens up a gap for more love. Both more love that you can experience towards others. And also that gap can allow you to receive more love. Which means you don't have to replace this habit of smoking with another habit. It's not necessary because you're using that space differently. For something different. For a different future. And you are the only person that can decide what you do and how you live your life. And you're very fortunate because of that. We're all really fortunate if we're in a position where we really can make decisions. And I think that most people are in a position some of those decisions may be limited depending on where you live in the world. But ultimately we do have choices depending on what the results of those choices would be. We can all decide what we do next. Because you decide, you know, when you're going down the road, if you're driving, you could decide if you drive right or turn left. It's your choice. Obviously, if it's a one-way street and you can only go left, then you only go left. But you could still go right, you just get in trouble or maybe cause a, a collision, which obviously you don't want to do. But that choice is there. The right choice is the safe choice in that situation. So it really is choosing what is the right choice for you now.
What is it that you want? What is it that you need? Are you ready to make 2014 your year? And regardless of anything else that you do throughout the whole year, how great will it be when you come to the end of the year and you do a kind of a summary of how 2014 has been and you think, yeah, I stopped smoking, that's brilliant. I did it and I've stuck at it how amazing will you feel how wonderful will it be for you to know You're going to live longer, you're going to be happier, you're going to be healthier, and you're going to experience more and more love. So I'm just going to come to the end of this session because stopping is actually quite easy once you take away the blame, once you take away the pressure, once you no longer have it as this big thing. when you put it into perspective when you can really appreciate other things other aspects of your life other benefits that you have people that care about you people that you care about things that you enjoy doing So yeah, sometimes it's about having a different perspective, seeing something differently. Can change everything. So that brings us to the end of this session and just let you know that you can actually um, listen to my regular hypnosis sessions every day which will also help in other ways to cement the idea of positivity towards yourself and in your day-to-day -day life, giving you that little bit extra 
support. And if you've drifted off, that's okay. You can fall into a sleep if you choose to, or you can just open your eyes whenever you're ready. Safe in the knowledge that things have and will change. And please let me know how you get on. I'd love to hear from you. Remember to like this video, if you like it of course, and leave a comment and please share. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't done already. And have a great 2014. Thank you. My name is Jason Newland, wishing you a healthy, happy 2014, full of love.